It's great to be back again in God's house here with you, and thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, there's a verse that um, really came into, into my, the forefront of my um, mind earlier this week. If you want to put up the, the first verse there, Psalm 2, um, there it is. It says, ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. That was a, a psalm and it was a prophecy to, um, toward Jesus, but it also, most there's a lot of verses that have multiple um, applications. And the other application besides the, the fact that that's a prophecy speaking directly to the Lord Jesus um, in the Old Testament, speaking of the Lord Jesus, it's also to us that if we ask, he will give us the nations. He'll give us the nations so we can win the nations for his kingdom. We can, we can win the lost and bring them into his kingdom. And that's really what we want to talk about this evening is winning the lost and winning the nations and, and really going forward, preaching the gospel, being aggressive and preaching the gospel all over the world, not just here. Certainly we need to preach the gospel here, but also preaching the gospel all over the world. I've been in, I've been had the privilege of of being um, one of the leaders at this church for uh, 35 years, and one of the things that I love about Pastor Dwayne and his leadership because I've been serving with him for 36 years. Um, I taught children's church that, like within the first three months that I was uh, coming to church here. I was a camp counselor the first summer. We just got right in and started working. But one of the things that really struck me about this church when I first came here back in the mid-80s was the fact that every dollar that came in, the first part was set aside for missions. And uh, I, I just always thought that was, at first I was like, wow, that's kind of radical. But then when you look at it, what it really was was he was setting aside the first part, just like God has told us as believers to give him the first part, we basically have been doing that the entire time that Pastor Dwayne's been the pastor here is setting aside the first 10% of every dollar that comes in. We set aside and it goes for missions outside this house. So it goes to somewhere outside this house. Now, this is important. I'm going to give you a number here, and this is a audited, verified number. Since 1984, when Pastor Duane came to this church, that's the only thing I'm counting. I'm not counting the 17 years before then because I don't have records of that because I wasn't here and they weren't audited. So I got audited financial statements since 1984. Since then, we have given to world missions to anywhere outside this house to preach the gospel, 53,915,851 million dollars to missions. I just go, yeah, that's awesome. I just think that's just fun. It's just awesome. So what in the world did all that money do? Well, one of the things that we did early on is God put it on pastor's heart that we had through a series of relationships, we had an, a, a contact in Latvia, or Latvia, Riga, Latvia. And they wanted to build a Bible school there, 
but really the wall hadn't fallen yet, but yet they were going there anyway and kind of doing things that were against the Russian law, but they were letting it happen and all that stuff. Well, anyway, <clears throat> so we, we built a house over off from Canal, and we built it with volunteer labor and donated materials. Does anybody here remember the Russia house? Does anybody? Is there anybody here that's been here that long? Jer Nancy remembers the Russia house. Nancy Hansen's the only one that remembers. Come on, nobody else remembers the Russia house? Okay, all right. Well, the cool thing was we built this house, and we sold it, and we used all the money as seed money. And this is in 1990. So this is 31 years ago. And we sold that house. It was a four-bedroom, 2,500-square-foot house. We sold it for 135000 and that was a really high price back then. Now you can't buy a two-bedroom bungalow for that. But back then, that was a lot of money, okay? And we used that money, we gave it to the Bible school, and they built a Bible school. That's how they started this Bible school in Riga, Latvia. And one of the teachers in that Bible school was a man called Rick Renner. And, we, and Pastor Duane convinced him to go over there and be one of the teachers. And from that Bible school, there's been over a thousand churches planted because that Bible school was planted. Well, this church gave the money to start the Bible school that started a thousand churches in Eastern Europe. You know what that is? That's called having the nations for your inheritance. A thousand evangelical Holy Ghost churches in Eastern Europe because a little church in West Michigan decided that they were going to believe God for something, and a whole bunch of business guys and construction people helped and gave money, and everybody pooled their resources, and we were able to plant that, that Bible school, and a thousand churches were, over a thousand churches were planted as a direct result of that. The nation was changed because of something we did 31 years ago. Today, those churches are still going on. Those, some of those, those are the largest evangelical churches in Eastern Europe were all started out of that Bible school. And it all happened because somebody had an idea and somebody decided to say, hey, we can do this. Then there's Cuba. We, we decided to start reaching out and preaching the gospel in Cuba. When it was illegal to go to Cuba, we had people from Mexico, because it wasn't illegal to go from Mexico to Cuba, only from the U.S. to go to Cuba. So people from Mexico went to Cuba, and they preached the gospel, and they planted over 200 churches. And here's the one thing that I, I want to just get you all to grasp. Our church here has provided enough funds to 200 pastors in Cuba for over 20 years. We've been paying the salaries of 200 pastors in Cuba for over 20 years, all because we take that first 10% and we set aside for missions. See, so 200 churches have a pastor because Pastor Duane made a decision and the elders made a decision many years ago and we've had to reconfirm that decision many times since then. But what it, that's just awesome. I'm like, we get, to, we get to bless all these people. There's been tens of thousands of people that have gotten saved in Cuba because 
of that one decision to, to decide to preach the gospel even though they told us that we couldn't. We found a different way to preach the gospel in Cuba. And then there's Crisis Aid. I believe there's a, there's a video that's going to play. Is that correct? Could you go ahead and just run that video? There's Crisis Aid. We linked up with Crisis Aid many years ago. So go ahead and turn up the volume. We've been partners with Crisis Aid since 2009. We, we support them on a, on a very high level. And the, the cool thing of what is going on right now, next, or a week from this coming, two weeks from yesterday, is that right? Two weeks from yesterday, we are having an organizational meeting and we are launching the CAP program. And that's the Child Anti-Exploitation Partnership Program, and we're working with Wyoming Police Department. We're going to have an office in Wyoming Police Department that's going to be staffed by, we're paying the bill for that office, our church, you guys are paying the bill to have a counselor there, a full-time, degreed, qualified um, counselor, and they will be there to help the Wyoming Police Department whenever a girl or someone is involved in, in something that looks like, um, how do I say it, risky behavior or online trafficking type behavior. They work with them and they're right in the office. They have one of these offices, uh, actually five of them in St. Louis right now, and they have served well over a thousand girls and they've prevented those girls from being trafficked. These, these are girls that are being groomed by people who professionally online try to get them, lure them into being trafficked. And what this counselor, is, her job is going to be is right inside the police department working hand in hand with the police law enforcement agencies to help stop the girls from being trafficked before they ever become trafficked. Yes, we want to rescue them, but how much better to stop it from happening to begin with. And we, the fact that we are going to launch this CAP ministry, it's going to start being, it's going to be online fully running by the 1st of, of 2022. And this all happened in less than a year. It has been the favor of God. It's unbelievable how fast Law enforcement has totally embraced crisis aid and totally embraced us, and we're partnering right with them and with Wyoming Police Department, and it's just exciting to see what God is doing and how we're going to be able to rescue girls before they ever get destroyed by this whole thing of trafficking and being abused by people. The other thing, now I don't know about you, but that, to be honest with you, is a miracle of God that CAP program is starting. So thank you, Jesus. 
It's okay to clap, okay? Because that's awesome good news, that CAT program, that it's starting, and it's starting soon. And then down the road a couple years, maybe a year and a half, nobody knows the timing, we will have a home where girls that have been trafficked are gonna be able to be taken, and we're gonna have qualified people, and we're gonna build it somewhere, whether it's on this property or somebody else, somewhere else, no, nobody really knows yet. We're, we're, we're really early in that process. But we're gonna build a home, it's gonna be called the rescue house, or the house of refuge. We don't even know what we're gonna call it yet. But it's gonna be, be basically a rescue house, and we're gonna be rescuing girls out of trafficking. They'll be all qualified people. They'll be trained people. It'll be very secure. It won't be some um, fly-by-night thing. It's gonna be very, very professional and very spirit-filled, very Jesus Christ-centered, and we're really excited about what God's gonna do through that whole thing. See, we got lots of great stuff coming down the pike. As soon as we get this building paid for, the next building we're gonna build is that crisis home, is that the house of refuge. That's the next building we're gonna build. And we're gonna build that one for cash. Okay, no more debt. That's, that's our commitment. We're gonna build no more debt. We're gonna pay this debt off and we're gonna pay, build the next building for cash. So y'all get ready. Start believing God with us, okay? Now, is there uh, some more pictures somewhere? Do we have some more pictures? I got a couple more pictures of what? There, this right here, this couple right here, you think, oh, that's just a beautiful girl. Where's she from? Here's the reality. This is the first girl that Pat Bradley and his team rescued out of the brothel, and she had been forced into prostitution at the age of 10, and he rescued her when she was 14. That's the girl. And he did her wedding, and she was a forced prostitute for, four, for actually four years, from 10 to 14. And Pat and his crew rescued this girl out of being trafficked. And that was in Ethiopia is where they rescued her, through his home in Odyssey Ababa. And today she's married. That's her pastor husband. And together they um, lead one of the refuge houses that, that crisis aid runs in Ethiopia. That's what you call a story of redemption. Re it, it's amazing. They've been operating for 19 years. We've been partners with them for 11 of those 19. And they've had... They have 31 homes and their children's homes uh, that have been rescued, and they have 1,852 sex trafficking victims helped through the Ethiopia ministry there. They have, they have helped. 1,852 girls have been rescued in the last 19 years. It's just amazing. It's been going on, and it's just amazing what God is doing. Right now, they have 36 girls currently housed in their, in their um, house in Ethiopia, and they have girls also housed in St. Louis, Missouri, because they have a house there too, like the one that we're going to build in a, in a short time here. We're going to build one here too. They also have medical clinics in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, where they have provided medical care to 565,000 people in the last 19 years. And these are the people that we're partnering with. See, we give them resources. See, you, you tithe, we take a part of that, and we give it to them, and then they take it, and they bless people, and poor the poor and the needy and the helpless and the abused 
and they rescue them. And you know what that is called? That's called the kingdom of God. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, as we look at what, what's going on in our world, you could say, well, that's great in the world out there, but what about, what about here in West Michigan? Well, here we, have, we partner with Teen Challenge. We partner with the Dream Center. We partner with Pregnancy Resource Center, Right to Life, Safe Families, Safe Haven. We partner with um, ministries in this area because this is our Jerusalem. You know, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. That's been like my send-off verse for the last 30 years when it comes to missions because it really gives you an idea of how to reach out. The first place you reach out is your Jerusalem. That's the, the people that you know in your direct community. For you, that's your neighbors, your friends, the people at school, the people at work. That's your Jerusalem, right? Y'all tracking with me? Then you got your Judea. That's the people that you bump into once in a while. Okay, the people that are a little farther out and a little bit more out of your, your orbit, if you will. Um, but they're still people that you kind of know. They're people in your Judea. Okay? And then there's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. That's people that you don't really know. They're, they're people that are, that are outside of your sphere of influence. They're people that are, maybe you have contact with, maybe you don't have regular contact with. That's your Samaria. And then you have the ends of the earth. That's just people that you've never met, but yet you love because God's, God loves them and you give to help them because, why? Because God loves them. And if God loves them, then we have an obligation to share the gospel with them. So that's just a beautiful, beautiful part of our strategy. So we, we start with local ministries. Like I said, Dream Center, Team Challenge, um, pregnancy Resource Center, Right to Life, Safe Haven, and there's others. There's the Conquerors. There's, there's all the different ministries that are around, even campus ministries that we, we are involved with and support, different college campuses and Young Life and different, different ministries like that. And then there's, I've been just rattling here, India, Brother Abraham. I mean, if you've ever met Brother Abraham, you, you need to realize something about Brother Abraham. Brother Abraham, I'll put it this way. I would describe Brother Abraham like this. I've known him for many, many years. And I tell Brother Abraham this all the time. Brother Abraham, all I want to do is carry your briefcase in heaven. That's all I want to do. It's carry Brother Abraham's briefcase. Because the dude is a, the modern-day Apostle Paul when it comes to India. He's like the modern-day Apostle Paul. He's helped plant 5,000 churches in 50 years. He oversees eight orphanages. Univer a university, founded a university. There's a, there's a vocational school. There's Bible schools. There's Christian schools. And, and he's, he's this tall, and he calls me Bernie. That's what he calls me. But we just love him, and we support their ministry. And whenever we give Brother Abraham money, you know what he does with it? He doesn't keep a dime. He always gives it out to people that, are, that he's working with. And every time we, we say, Brother Abraham, you know, fix your teeth or something, he goes, oh no. <laughs> he 
he gives it away to, he says, no, I've got pastors that are dying. I've got pastors' families that are hungry. How can I fix my teeth? And he'll, he'll give the money away and give it to other, give it to other people. Or, or I've got people that are hurting here or hurting there. And that's Brother Abraham. And he's one of our champions that we support in India. And literally every state, India has states, and every state in India, he's got a presence of some kind, whether it's a church or an orphanage or, or, or some kind of presence. And we've been supporting him for over 20 years. And then there's Russia and Latvia with Rick Renner. Rick Renner, we've been partners with him for 35 years. The reason Rick is in Russia is because Pastor Dwayne basically uh, commanded him to go in 1990. He said, if you don't go, I'm never inviting you back to my church. It was just funny. He just, that was just literally what he said to him. And uh, so Rick went to Russia, and once he was there, he fell in love with the people. Rick knew Greek. He, he, he was a Greek scholar, and when he picked up a Russian Bible, because Russian is so close to Koine Greek, he literally could read Russian immediately as soon as he got there. And it was just so stunning God spoke to him, and he was a best-selling author. Rick had nine, at the time, he had nine best-selling books. He had 900 speaking invitations. He was on top of the world. But God spoke to him, and he left everything, and he moved to Riga, Latvia, and eventually to Moscow to preach the gospel. In the first two years, he had two and a half million conversions to Christ after he went there. I mean, he is the number one... TV station in all of Russia is Rick Good News with Rick Renner. I mean, it's amazing, but yet he's our friend, and we know him personally, and he comes to preach here. And it's this long-term relationship, and why is that? Because there are strategic partnerships that God gives people, and those strategic partnerships are to reach the nations, See, Rick is one of the most influential people in all of, for the whole Christian community in all of Russia. He's he's reaching just literally millions and millions of people. It's just stunning what God has done through that. And if you say, well, it sounds like you're bragging. I'm bragging on God. You know, I'm like Paul where he said, I, you think I'm boasting, but I'm not boasting of myself because I could never do this. I'm boasting of the Lord. I'm giving praise to God. It's not, not for anybody but God. In 1995, uh, God led Pastor Duane to start a, a ministry, a TV ministry here called Walking by Faith. In 1995, that was 20, 26 years ago, we're now in 180 different countries through the through the airwaves, through satellite, through the internet. They're literally covering the entire earth. And tens of thousands of people have come to Christ through the walking by faith. And it, see, basically walking by faith is they tape our Sunday services, literally. They edit them down, and then they put them on TV, and then he does intros and out, they call it intro and outro, and then he does an altar call, and people pray with him to get saved all over the world. It's just amazing. Technology through the internet and through, through actually through um, satellite, through Daystar and different, different ones, uh, they're reaching literally all over the world. Now, 
We talked a lot about the past. What's going on right now? Right now, while the CAP program's going on, it's starting in a, in a couple weeks. We've got that, that big meeting in a couple weeks, and we're going to go live with it January 1. You might not know how important that is. Maybe you don't realize it. It's, that is incredibly important because we are reaching, we're reaching a segment of the society that's been ignored for way too long, and that is the, the marginalized, abused, trafficked, and the, the at-risk um, people who are, being, who are being picked off by, um, by evil people, and mostly through the Internet. And so um, this CAP program is going to be super, super important, and uh, we're, we're really excited about what is, uh, what's going on there. Now, one of the other things that's going on right now is the, the rescue from Afghanistan. Let me just tell you briefly about that. The rescue from Afghanistan was, how many were here last week? Anybody here last week? Give me a wave. If you were here last week, give me a wave. Y'all remember at the beginning of service, we prayed kind of strong. And I didn't really know why. I did not plan that. But I prayed very strongly. Specifically, I prayed that those that were trying to harm innocent people, that they would kill each other and that they would be killed. And I had a couple people say to me, God, that was kind of harsh. You know, I said, well, you know, I don't, I said it before I knew what I was saying. Let me put it that way. Um, I don't regret it, but I, I will tell you I did not plan to say that. What you might not know is that night, and I did know that that night they were doing a rescue. And that night, 40 people were on the run from the Taliban. Christians, women, children, and a couple men. Mostly women and children. And the Taliban are out to kill Christians. That's what they're doing. If you don't believe me because the, the mainstream media is not talking about it, then I'm sorry. But the reality is Taliban is seeking to kill Christians in Afghanistan. Whether you know it or believe it or not, it's still true. Okay? So there was 40 of them, and they were, they were hiding in the mountains. And I got this. So I, I, I did that. We prayed. We prayed together for the refugees that were running for their lives from the Taliban. The next day, I get a text, and in that text is actual text copy from the rescue team in Afghanistan. I get it through a couple channels that I'm not going to talk about. But I get actual text, a text stream, or a text, what, what do they call that? A, a, a bunch of texts in a row. Whatever that's called. You know what I mean. It's a thread, whoever said that. That's, exact, that's the word I was thinking of. The thread was, was all there. And this is what the thread said. I could, I, maybe I'll just read it for you because it'll be, bear with me while I get it out. But the thread was crazy when I got this. Um, here it is, I think. Bear with me a second while I pull it up. I got a lot of emails here. Sorry. There we go. This is a, this is a text thread. And this is from the, rest, the rescue team. 
And it came to me on Thursday, and the timing here with the time change, this was two hours after our service. Got it? So this text occurred two hours after our service. So yesterday, demons found, again, the, the, um, the, the English here is very broken because these are Pakistani and Afghan people who don't typically speak English. So if the English is not kosher, you'll figure it out, okay? So this is just, I'm going to read it how it came. Yesterday, demons found our underground camp location because one of our members using phone and they track us through signal. When we caught this information, it was too late. We thought we will die all tonight. There was no way out. Then the land started to shake. An earthquake came and stones came rolling down the mountains, and later we found the stones killed all the Taliban who were trying to kill us. None of the believers were hurt, praise God. Now we've moved to a safe location. We believe Jesus sent his angels to protect us. God bless you more. The picture is this. They're sitting in a hole. They're in a cave. They're in the mountains. I've seen these mountains. It's rough terrain. These little kids are running for their lives. They're five and six, sometimes 18 months old being carried. And they're being chased by these demon-possessed people who are trying to kill them because they think that their God has told them to kill anybody who's a Christian. Okay? The reality is, there they are, 40 of them, women, children, helpless, no weapons, no form of defense, and somebody uses their cell phone, which they've been told not to, but they did it anyway, and they, they triangulated and figured out where they were, and they were coming to kill them. And as they were coming around the corner and they knew it was too late, the stones, literally the earth shook, and big rocks rolled down and killed those people that were trying to harm God's people. And I just say, wow, what a mighty God we serve. That is, that is he is the one that, that when we pray, he listens. So I'd say to you, when you feel an urge to get violent in your prayers, just go ahead. Get violent. Don't get violent outside. Get violent in your prayers. And let God's angels do the work. Let God's angels take care of the bad guys. We don't have to. Let God do it, because he will. He will protect his people. And he is protecting his people time and time and time again. They've got guards at, at checkpoints that are just simply going like this and letting them through when they shouldn't let them through, but they're just letting them through because they're being, we don't know why. They're just letting them through. And I believe it's because we're praying that God would blind the eyes of the guards, that God would blind the eyes of the military and those that are trying to hurt these people. They're just trying to survive, people. This is not about politics. This is not about it. They're running for their lives. And what the, the beautiful thing of this whole thing is, our church, you guys, have given the rescue team over $200,000 to finance 
the rescue of 1,125 individuals who would have been killed had they stayed there. You guys rescued 1,125 people and we're feeding them. We're giving them scripture. We're giving them blankets and clothes because they left with nothing but the clothes on their back. They had to run because they were being chased like animals. So we're sending them audio Bibles that are in their own language of Pashtani and Urdu and Dari. Those are the three dialects that they're, and we're getting those from World Mission. So thank you, Greg Kelly and the World Mission team. Right there is one of them. She's a World Mission team. So we're getting the, the, the audio Bibles from World Mission. We're getting blankets from somebody else. We're getting the, the other stuff from other people, and we're packaging it up, and they're getting it, and they're getting it out to the people because it costs $10,000 a month to feed these people that we've just rescued, and they need blankets, and they need clothes. And so what we're doing is we're just helping. We're partnering with a local Pakistani ministry and helping rescue those people. I have not been there. I've seen it, but I've not been there myself. I've seen video of it. I know of it. I know the people. We were on a Zoom call last night with, with the people. They're real. They're not, they're not shysters, if you want to use that term. They're genuine, godly people who are just trying to rescue people. And what the deal is, we can help. And we have been helping. And, we've, and I'm just so thankful that God gave us the opportunity to be a part of literally rescuing people. Now, there's, there's, this is what you got to remember is Afghanistan's a big country, and, and Kabul is, is the main hub. It's like the only westernized, real semi-westernized city in Afghanistan. And that's where all the military was, and that's where all the government officials were and everything. So everything's concentrated on Kabul, but the nation has a lot of other people. And where, the, where the, a lot of the Christians are in, are in the outlying areas. And in those outlying areas, it's even more dangerous than what it is in Kabul. Because in the outlying areas, that's where the Taliban really, it's like the Wild West, there is no law. Whoever has the gun makes the law. That's how it, how it works when you're in those outlying areas. It's very dangerous. And that's where... Our people are rescuing people. They're rescuing them in the outlying and in the very remote areas, people that are forgotten by the, by the general populace, the, the, the people that are, the Christians that are out in the remote villages, that's who we're, um, we're assisting and who we're helping. So it's just an awesome thing. So how do you impact the world from Granville? You are already impacting the world from Wyoming and Granville, Michigan. So we are a part of something that's so much bigger than what um, it appears. You can say, well, well, what's going on with, with Res Life or what's going on? There's a lot going on, probably a lot more than I can even share right here, but there's so much good that God is doing in our midst. And I, I'm talking today about missions, so I haven't talked much about our local church, I know that, but as far as missions go, I'm so honored and proud of how we as a church have been able to partner with such high integrity, high impact leaders around the world. 
And it's just amazing that we can be, that we can be a partner with them. We can be partners with people like Rick Renner and Crisis Aid and, and with World Mission and with the, the little treasures and with all the different ministries that we get to be partners with, that you guys are partners with through Res Life. And it's just, it's an amazing thing. Do I have another video? Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to keep track of the time here. Well, here's a video of one of the rescues. They're happy to be rescued. And then there's, there's some pictures too. Okay, let's see a couple of those pictures. The women wear those face coverings because if they don't, the Taliban will shoot them, basically. Um, they, they, they view them as rebellious, and so they have to wear that face covering just to protect themselves from, from the Taliban. So do you have a couple more pictures somewhere? Do we? Maybe? Please? How about pretty please? Or not? Can, you, can somebody in the sound booth? Oh, there we are. This is one group that was rescued. They fit somewhere. I can't give you a whole lot of details just because it's... But this was one group they rescued, all these children. Many of these children, their parents or their fathers have been killed. Many of them. And they sit on the ground and they eat on blankets or tarps or whatever. But see those boxes right there? There's boxes that, that you guys sent over there. Those are the boxes that, that this church uh, paid for and sent over there. Those boxes right there, that's, that's us in action. These are young boys who won't be Taliban because they're believers in Jesus Christ. So yeah, just, just wonderful things going on there. And here's the reality. The reality is, there we go. And they're now, they're settled in, right now our work is not done. Um, they're settled in refugee settlement areas, um, which is a whole lot better than running for your life, but it's not settled. So there's a lot of work to do over the next probably couple years, but we are staying, you know, we're gonna stay involved in this and um, we're gonna stay committed to helping them acclimate into Pakistan. Into Pakistan. They're from Afghanistan, but they're gonna be um, acclimating into um, Pakistan because it's, it's a friendlier country to Christians than what Afghanistan is. Our intention is not to bring any of them to America. Um, it just, it's just too much red tape. It, you can't hardly get it done. So our intention is to help them settle where they are and help them have a, have a productive, good life in Pakistan where they are allowed to settle and allowed to live and allowed to practice their faith. And uh, they can then reach out and preach the gospel because these people know that people in West Michigan, this is what our, our contacts have told us. They tell them all the time, American people, the American church love you, and they have given the money necessary to get you out of, of Afghanistan, and we're going to take care of you. And you know what that tells them? That tells them that God loves them. 
So we are the hands and feet of Jesus when we do this. And, it's, and it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity for us. And we are taking that opportunity. And I believe it's one of the most important things we've ever done. Because we're rescuing people from certain death. And, and, they're, and they've been trampled on and uh, hurt. And uh, we want to do whatever we can to help the helpless. One of the things I know, if you ever want to get God's attention... Start blessing Israel and start rescuing the helpless and you'll have God on your side in a second. So I know God is on our side. I know God is with us. He is supplying every one of these needs. I, I said to my assistant today, I said, I am stunned at the level of support we're getting for this project. I am like overwhelmed, done even hardly knowing what to do. We've gotten so much support for this project. I had no idea it was going to be like this or this big, but it's just amazing. And then what it is, is you want to get God's attention, start blessing Israel or start taking care of the, of the, of the helpless, and you get God's attention. And that's where it's at. So we're just thankful, thankful to all you. Because you know what? Every time you give 100 bucks, 10 bucks goes to missions. Every single time, without, without hesitation and without delay, it goes to missions. When money comes in, we turn it around. I, I said to my assistant the other day, I said, how much money we got? And she goes, and she said what she, I said, get it out of here. Send it. Get it out of here. I don't want it because it's not our money. That's missions money. Get it out of here. Get it out preaching the gospel. Make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. See, and I think God is honoring, I don't, I don't think, I know God is honoring that. And it's just a beautiful thing. So we're just so thankful to you for your support. And thankful to God for his blessing. And um, some, of the, some of the funds are coming from even outside this church. People just hear about what we're doing and they send us a check. And we're just, uh, we're keeping good track of it. We're not wasting it. We're making sure we, you know, dot all the I's and cross all the T's. Right, Russ? And <laughs> Russ is the controller. Um, but we're, we're, everything is, is straight. We have con continue continuous monitoring of where everything is and how things are being used. And I think it's a, it's a very, very important part of what we do as a church is that we do everything honestly and uprightly and um, a, with a good reputation with those inside and outside the church. So we get an audit every year and we, we are we're subject to outside auditors and all that stuff. So that's my area, so that's why I'm telling you that. And then we've been doing that for 35 years, so we're just really thankful to all of you for your support and uh, for allowing us to be part and allowing and really enabling yourselves to be a part of something so important as all the things that are going on, all the things that we've talked about tonight, whether it's the Afghanistan project or whether it's the CAP program or the rescue house in Ethiopia, or preaching the gospel in Russia, or India, or Sri Lanka, or, and I could go on and on. We're involved in 70 different ministries around the world that we're involved in and we support, all because every time a dollar comes in, a dime goes to missions. So we're just really thankful for, for all that. So all that to be said, if you would like to help support you can go, you can do what it says on the screen. That's not what this is about. This is not about raising support tonight because we actually, the Afghanistan project is doing amazing and um, we're doing fantastic. So if you wanna, if you wanna give, uh, you can do so. There's different ways to give on the screen in a minute. But uh, let me, there it is. You can either give by 
online or text, or you can um, give a gift through the giving box in the back. If you have a need in your life and you'd like someone to pray with you, uh, we'll be down here and we'd love to pray with you about whatever it is that you need agreement for in your life. Otherwise, I'm going to close with a word of prayer because it's 737 and I got to let you go. Father, we love you. And Father, I've shared a lot of details tonight. And Lord, I feel like I've been talking really fast. And Father, I ask that you would help each and every person decipher what was said. And if there's anything that's unclear, I ask you to cover that and let that, let that be made clear by your spirit. And if there's any misunderstanding from anyone, I ask that, Father, you'd cover that. And Father, we just desire to be honorable in everything we do and say. So, Father, we thank you and we pray for even the, the team that's going to be doing a rescue in the next 48 hours. We thank you, Father, for that team. And we ask that you would blind those that need to be blinded. Let them turn away. And, Father, if anyone seeks to harm one of your children, let whatever they were going to do to them be done back to them. Father, we ask that you would protect those children, protect those innocent and, Father, put a hedge of protection and angels around them, big angels. And Father, you've demonstrated you can make rocks fall out of the sky. So, Father, we ask that you would um, just show yourself strong and protect those people as they're going to safety and keep them safe, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you that tonight that we are safe and, and you know every one of our needs. You know every one of our situations. So, Father, we ask that you would, Father, come near those that are of a broken heart tonight come near unto those that are hurting and father give grace to to the to the humble and father we thank you for your goodness today in jesus name amen